0: Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business.
1: We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact and live the lives we work so hard for.
0: Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. Corey and I are so excited. Today's episode is gonna be um, one that might make you break out in hives. We're super excited. We have people here who are authorities on things that make us want to lose our minds every year. I'll, I'll be honest, just saying the T word can send any small business owner spiraling. One minute, you're living your best entrepreneurial life. And the next minute, you're breathing into a bag, fighting back tears, thinking about the IRS taking you to jail. You know, we're talking about taxes. So taxes. we're going to talk, talk to our favorite friend uh, and CPA, Chad Brown. Um, he's going to help rescue all of us. Amazing business owners that have no idea what to do when it comes to filing our taxes. Uh Corey, can you just tell me your tax history just a little bit? How, how do you feel about tax season?
1: I mean, really, it 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 makes me um want to hide in the closet, which is actually where I'm sitting right now as we record this podcast. But uh, like it really does. It makes me start to sweat and break out in hives. And so I did it for the longest time until I started having a, you know, a business that made things a little more complicated. And also being military, we've moved all over the world, lived in various states. And it just, it got to be super complicated. So I learned early on to outsource uh, because there are people who are way smarter than me in lots of things and taxes and numbers are one of those things. And so, um, you know, I will say that Chad has talked me out of a hyperventilation state um, on a Tuesday night while I was making dinner and drinking wine um, because I'm I'm not joking. He really was talking to me in the kitchen as I was leaning over the island in my kitchen with wine and dinner cooking on the stove. I'm getting the text
0: messages from her going, I think I'm going to prison. I think I'm going to jail. I think I'm going to jail. And I'm like, let me call Chad, which by the way, is growth for me because I will tell you the reason that I know Chad is because I was, I was the person like breathing into a bag trying not to cry in my car going, I think four years ago, I paid 17 cents less on my sales tags. And what if they come for me? And he was like, are you done? Are you going to come in and like have this conversation? Or are you going to just sit in your car? And I was like, I'm not sure yet, Chad. And then I just remember I walked in and you looked like a normal person. You were not you know stuffy. I was like, he's I think he's wearing a Patagonia jacket. Okay, maybe we can have a conversation. And so we go in there, and, and he said something that was really profound to me. Welcome to my life story with Chad. He's sitting here like, I'm, I can't, why are we doing this? Um, I, I remember specifically, he said, You are a photographer because at the time that was the only um avenue I was having in my business. He said, You're a photographer, and I'm an accountant, I don't know how to take pictures, but I know how to do taxes. You don't have to do my job. Why don't you just do yours and let me do mine? And I was like, in Jesus name, we're going to celebrate this. And so we know that that's how a lot of small business owners feel. Um, He's trying not to laugh. Y'all can laugh. We are fine. But no, that's how a lot of small business owners feel. Every time we posted a a retreat with the Business Reboot, every time we talk to um, people who are just starting businesses or have been in for 10 years, there is a big fat fear around filing our taxes. And so today's episode is all about taking the fear out of filing your taxes. Chad, can you just tell us what you do and how you make us not day drink um, as entrepreneurs?
2: I love it. This is the greatest intro to an episode I've ever been a part of, by the way. I'm <laughs> loving this. And the fact that you call taxes the T word, because I've been doing this for 20 something years. I've never heard anybody refer to it as like, the cool. T word.
0: Yesterday, yeah. she was like, I, We were talking about 1099s, and she said, I'm having a psoriasis outbreak, and it's crawling up my neck. <laughs> and I was like, what do? We do? I, don't know. I don't know.
2: You email Chad or you call Chad. That's what you do. That's
0: like, SOS you so many times before you, you give are. us the boot ski.
2: <laughs> I've mean not. I figured out y'all can never yeah. fend for yourselves on the tax side, so we're committed for life. Thank uh, you.
1: Praise um. Jesus. I need that in writing, and we're going to transcribe this and put it on my wall.
2: I love it. So to take it all the way back to when Melissa came in the office for the first time years ago, I'm pretty sure you thought I was going to arrest you for some (laughs) reason. You were, you were like hiding under the chairs, like, come out. It's okay. It's like a little kitten that came into the office. Like, It's going to be fine. You put your bag away. It's going to be okay. No, thank y'all for having me. I'm super excited. And you're right. Uh, So here's the crazy thing. Y'all, you two are in the majority. Nobody knows what the heck to do. Everybody has to file taxes. Everybody's scared to death of the IRS and nobody teaches us anything. We don't learn this in high school. You don't learn it in college. Your parents don't know it. Your spouse doesn't know it. So there's nobody out there educating us on something that affects our life every single freaking day. And that we had to deal with and file and are scared to death of every single year. And so for me, I'm a numbers guy. I love taxes. I've been doing this 20 something years. And, uh, it's how i ended up in athens uh, i came to school at uga and uh loved athens and definitely did not want to go back to the dry county of south georgia that i grew up in <laughs> um i <laughs> that was not in my future i was like kind of a moth to the flame or the bars when i got here and that didn't exist back home and so i was like i'm never going back there and uh, I've uh, done an intern in Atlanta at Ernst & Young, and boy, that was not for me. I decided we had, maybe I'll just have to be poor, that that was not going to be in my future. And so I, said, I need to figure out how to stay in Athens, majored in accounting, um, and here we are, you know, 20-something years later, um, 99% of everything I do in the world of accounting and taxes is around taxes and tax planning for business owners and entrepreneurs, is my passion. It's who I am. I own businesses. I love starting, growing, building, scaling businesses, and I love helping clients. They're doing the same thing. And here's the crazy thing. And here's, here's why, why Corey and I have conversations at nine o'clock at night over glasses of wine and things is taxes are so complicated. you got a tax. I mean, we just had a bill pass in right before Christmas. It was a 4,400 page bill. That's not The, ta- the tax code is, has its own thousands of pages, and they th- there's these bills that pass with thousands of more pages, and it's just gotten tacked on to for 50 years, and it's extremely complicated. And there's about five, it's kind of like QuickBooks for those of you out there who use QuickBooks, there's about five different ways to do everything, and none of them are wrong, but not all of them are beneficial. And I think what kind of gets you guys caught into a little bit of a trap sometimes or freaking out If somebody tells you something or you read something somewhere else, and it's not wrong, but it's not the way you're doing it. And you're like, oh, my God, am I doing it wrong or something? Am I supposed to be doing it that way? And so there's lots of ways to do things in the tax world, especially when you're a business owner. But they're not always the most beneficial for you or they're not always the best way for you. And so that's where it gets super freaking confusing. But My goal and everything we do as a firm and I do uh, working with clients is how do we make it stress-free, easy, remove all the surprises, and make it as beneficial as possible? Because here's the cool thing. Here's why y'all should not freak out. Tax law is not written by the IRS. Tax law is written by Congress. Oh, yes. Congress is made up of a bunch of freaking business owners Mm -hmm. and they don't like paying taxes either. So it is built, everybody here listening has probably got some version of a side hustle or a business or some component entrepreneurship uh, or thinking about it or stepping into those zones. The tax code is built to benefit you. You will win with any sort of business, entrepreneurship, side hustle, 10 times more than somebody that's just a W-2 employee. So it is already built in your benefit the IRS doesn't show up at your house. They don't call you. All those are scams. If something happens, they send you a letter and it's not that big of a deal. I see one audit about... So you
0: say that, except for when we get a letter <laughs> and we like, oh, hell, oh, you better call Chad. I'm going to break out the house. <laughs> nothing, every time.
2: nothing. The IRS stays two and three years behind. So nothing's ever urgent. I see one audit maybe every five years and we work with hundreds and or thousands of clients. And so the IRS is understaffed. They're uh, no offense to anybody out there working for the IRS, but they're kind of lazy and they're not no incentivized to come get you anyway. So it's just not that scary once you sort through all that and get comfortable with it. So, yeah, I'm sitting
0: here. That, I'm so that that is worried.
2: like my like try to like make you feel better how it's not as bad as you think uh, spill into opening up this episode.
0: See the thing that Chad doesn't tell you is when you walk into the door of this firm, there's a bowl of valiums just right there. You just <laughs> pick one on your way in, so you're not nice jelly beans as uh, jelly beans and valium. That. Take your pick.
1: I mean, which which side do you fall on? Do you need jelly beans today, or do you need
2: uh, with well, a box of kleenexes in the middle? Yeah, you know, you dry your. <laughs> That's
1: right. Well, you know you. <laughs> You said, you said,
0: you don't have to worry about it. And I will tell you, it has taken me, I mean, how long have I been your client? Five years?
2: I, so I'm bad. bad I'm bad with time. Minutes, it could be minute. three years. It could it's be 10. I, I have, I truly <laughs> right. suck at estimating time and number of people in a room. I'm bad at both of those. So, so no.
0: there's only four of us here today. <laughs> no, but so we, um, I remember, I remember for years because I had, I've had a business I'm like 18 years in at this point, And, um, I remember the first probably 10, every time, like you, you're miserable from December 31st. It's like happy new year. And then you start again, the breathing in the bag process. It's my favorite go-to for coping um, until April 15th. And I'm like, whoo, it can be over. And I work with clients. I work with women who have those same struggles. And um, now, because I'm at a place where I have growth you know, I've grown a lot and Chad's like, I'm so proud of you. Um, but where I I really like, you have to decide if you're going to um, just kind of stay under the thumb of that fear, or if you're going to start to just trust the people who know what they're doing, even if you don't. And, uh, and it has given me back four months of my life. It, it really does. And So Corey and I talk about this a lot because it will keep people from starting businesses. It will keep them from feeling like they're equipped to run them. It will keep them from, um, from, from, expanding their businesses and we just want to give you guys a couple uh we're gonna we've got a couple questions to ask chad that we keep hearing from from entrepreneurs that we're serving in our community and that we think are just super beneficial um and so we hope that this will be helpful for you today i think that um i think that Th- this is kind of like surface stuff, but please do not hesitate. We're going to include in the show notes here that you're going to be able to click on at the end of this episode um, so that you can reach out to Chad. He, now You've done like some big things recently where you were a part of one firm. You've started this and he only works with small business owners now, right?
2: That's right. Yep. So we like a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. We get into it and figure out we made a lot of mistakes along the way. We grew a bit of a monster. Um, I can give some business advice here from my experiences outside of taxes. Um, We built, we grew a firm tremendously and grew really fast, which was awesome. Um, But we were trying to serve everybody and everything and every type of client, every type of taxes, every type of demographic income level. And when you do that and things grow fast, the wheels start to fall off. So we found ourselves in a position um, with the previous firm I was a partner in that We were serving 4,400 clients. They were all different. We couldn't systematize. We couldn't hire and train. It was just a train wreck of a mess. And we said, hey, we need to look at seeing how we can tear this thing down and rebuild it. In doing that, my business partner and I figured out we wanted to own two completely different firms and serve two completely different type of clients. And so I said, okay, let's take this moment to look at things a little different. Um, My passion is around entrepreneurs and business owners. That is what I love. And honestly, I made that statement earlier about Congress writing tax law to benefit the small business owner. Small businesses and entrepreneurs is what drives our economy. It's what makes up our country. There's 30-something million small businesses out there right now. Um, It is the backbone of everything as a foundation of us as a country. And so those are the things where I can move the needle And those are the clients that I love to help because I can provide so much value and I have so much experience there. And so I said, Hey, let's do something different. I want to build a firm that just specializes in serving entrepreneurs and business owners. And that's what we've done. It's unique, but we all speak the same language. We all focus on the same things. We have all these cool loopholes and stuff. And so it just gives us an opportunity to serve one niche type of client and all do everything in a very systematized format that's a win for everybody. And so that's this new firm we're three months in. We are loving it. It's the happiest we've ever been. Um, I'm not having to work 70 hours a week right now during tax season, which is awesome. We're downtown, so I get to walk to restaurants and bars and, and coffee bars. shops. And so <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, that was a very long answer you to can your take question. You to
1: college, but you can't take college That's on chat. I'd
2: be like leaving my roots if you know if I, if I, but I-
1: I appreciate that reminder, Chad, for all of those uh, business owners that are listening to the podcast right now, um, that follow your heart and follow your gut and follow uh, your your calling into what you enjoy doing most in your business and that it's okay to make a pivot. Melissa and I have talked about that numerous times about making pivots in our businesses. So thank you for that reminder. Um, you said, talk about mistakes um, that business owners make. So let's get back to tax you know, filings real quick, because these are the, this is a question that we get all the time. What's the number one, you know, mistake you see business owners making when it comes to their tax filings. And and again, the reason why we trust Chad in this so much and to keep us from making those mistakes is because he really does um, have a passion for small business owners. I think that was very clear and evident in what you were just saying. And, and you, you, you make it, to where we can understand the language, you know, you're speaking the same language that we speak in terms of running a small business, but, um, you break that hard tax stuff down and make it very simple for us to understand, even if it is over dinner and a glass of wine in my kitchen. Um, but, but what are some of the mistakes that you see business owners making?
2: Yeah, great question. And this is an awesome place to start. And this is a super simple answer. And here's the crazy thing. Cause everybody, I say every, most people make this mistake. The biggest mistake you can make with your taxes is not doing anything. If all you're doing is turning your information into somebody or something or doing it on your own and filing your taxes once a year, that is the biggest mistake you can make. That is even worse than not, in my opinion, of not even filing your taxes. If you don't do anything, no planning, no structure, no figuring out what you can deduct, it's like, oh my God, I'm scared to death. I hate numbers. I hate math. I don't want to think about this. It stresses me out. Here, let me close my eyes and here, take my taxes and do it. And call me or don't call me. I don't care. You are getting taxed at the highest rate. The people that are doing nothing, especially business owners, entrepreneurs, side hustles, they're paying federal taxes. Which is probably 22 to 24%. They're paying for most of us state taxes, which is five or 6%. So you're at 30, and you're probably also paying Social Security and Medicare tax, which is 15.3%. You are paying 45.3% on what you are making if you are doing nothing, simply just turning your stuff in and not doing any planning or any figuring out what you can deduct or any structure, should I be an LLC, should I be an S-Corp, all these things, you are getting crushed. You're doing all the work, making all the sacrifice, taking all the risk, and paying 45% of what you make to the government. That sucks. That is the worst thing you can do. A tiny bit of effort, a tiny bit of courage to say, how can I turn the tide and win on my taxes changes that most clients we work with pay between, 10 and 18 percent in taxes compared to 43 to 45 percent of doing nothing. So, you can truly make a 10 or 20 thousand dollar difference or more on your taxes by a little tiny bit of structure and a little tiny bit of planning or just getting ahead of it a little bit. So, in my opinion, the absolute worst thing you can do, even worse than not even filing your taxes, is just <laughs> Filing them and not doing anything.
0: We shouldn't let that be the caveat. Just not filing your taxes—that's also bad. I mean,
2: that's bad too. You don't—you don't, you don't <laughs> want to do that. And, and that's where—and honestly, like somebody has a horrific situation like that. Yeah. They're like, "Oh my God, my taxes scare me to death. I turn them in, I close my eyes, and now I made fifty grand and I owe twenty-two thousand dollars in taxes, and I don't freaking have it because I had to have money to live." Mm-hmm. So right. guess what happens next year? You're scared to death. You just you, out of sight, out of mind. This you know, this whole self-sabotage. I don't want to think about it. So you don't do, yeah, I it don't exist. And then you do it the next year and the next, now you're three years behind and you're like, I'm scared to death, but it's all because that
0: drive yourself to
2: the, that's and wait for uh, to exactly right. You're off. breathing in a bag in the parking lot of some <laughs> random tax guy you never met. And you're scared to go in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. But no, that's how that's why people don't file their taxes is they do nothing one time and have a really horrific experience or they get a letter saying they owe. I will say this, too. People get letters all the time. Letters are not a big deal. You two, I'm trying to train you in that. We're working if, on it, Chad. If We're you are a business us. owner, you are going to get notices. Notices fly out all the time. The IRS makes a tremendous amount. IRS is understaffed by 55,000 employees. Well, they don't they're making, the mis- they're the making mistakes all the time. So notices aren't, but people get notices. They freak out. It's like, it's most of the time you don't owe anything or you owe very little. Um. So the goal is how do we how do we make it simple for you and how you get those taxes down to it? You're going to pay taxes, but if we can pay it at a 10 to 18% level, Hey, I'm good for that. Let's roll. I know how to plan. I know what to set aside. I'm fine with that. I like nice roads. I like having the government. I'm like having military, all that stuff. I, I'm i fine paying taxes. I'm not fine paying 45%.
0: Yeah, no joke. I will say that this is where you really need to consider who is serving you in the capacity of your CPA, because i was with a firm for i mean years it was like the the more uh money i made the more they were charging me to do taxes which is like you know whatever i'm i'm assuming it gets more complicated but there were it also meant yeah. that i was paying Um, starting to pay just astronomical amounts of money in like quarterly taxes, or even when it was once a year. And I, am I the last year that I was with them, I realized not only was the fee that I was paying them astronomical for the work they were doing. It it was the, I don't want to do this rate that they were charging me. (laughs) And um, that was when I then went and sat in Chad's parking lot and cried for a while (laughs) before I went in. Um, But, but it is really important that when you're working with an accountant that they know business law like you're you're telling me that you were a part of a firm that you know serviced just regular you know w2s and 1099s and all the things and then you started this firm to specialize in helping small business owners like this is the kind of thing especially if you are living in fear of taxes the big t word um <laughs> then you need to find somebody that's going to specialize in this particular um type of tax because it is a different ball game it's a different ball game
2: Absolutely. Let me, let me say two things real quick and we'll get back to the questions. So um, i sorry. I'm still, no, in sh- still you're in y'all show a little bit. I get really excited. I get really excited, of, get really excited about talking about tax stuff. Bear.
0: And he just comes in. And You've got to
2: stop can't, with that by the way. Check,
0: something. It's a thing. Go ahead. Um.
2: <laughs> all right. So a couple of things here I have true in it. God bless you all. Female entrepreneurs. For for on the dude side, like we think we can do everything and can make all the money and keep all the money and own the world from birth. I don't know why, but y'all are different. Y'all are always like concerned and worried. I've had a lot of female entrepreneur clients say, "Hey, I I've truly heard people say like I don't want to make any more money because I don't want to pay any more taxes." So like they're like slowing down their business or squashing how much they're doing because they're scared of taxes. And so, two things I want to say here is do not ever put yourself in that situation. If you're paying 10% taxes, if you make an extra 100 grand, you get to keep 90 and you pay 10 grand in taxes. That is a win. Now, also on the other side, I've heard a lot of people say, hey, I got to spend a bunch of money so I don't pay taxes. Don't do that you're spending a dollar to save 10 cent if your taxes are done right. Don't go spend 10 grand on something you don't need or want or makes you more money to save $1,000 in taxes. You're going backwards. Put nine grand in your pocket and let's pay $1,000 in taxes. That's fine. So those are, that's two of the most common misconceptions, especially in the female entrepreneur space that I've run into over the years that, that you want to kind of, be cognizant of and and don't fall into those like myths or traps
0: i love that i love that okay this next question is controversial
2: it's oh boy
0: controversial. <laughs> Corey, this is one oh yep. boy. here we go bring it bring Not, it we don't yeah. disagree i just think our interpretation is a little different mm-hmm. so chad mm-hmm. tell us how important our receipts because here's the deal <laughs> because Corey, look Corey, she has a system and she i don't care what anybody says <laughs> Mama over here, don't do no systems. She like runs from systems. The Enneagram three in her is like, I will not, I, I can figure it out. I don't have to, except for when it comes to receipts and she will cling on to those things as yes. if there is a hidden message that if she puts a little lemon juice and a hairdryer on, it's going to lead her to the national treasure. Well, yes. we'll be at a dinner and she's hyperventilating about the receipt. And I one time I just, Picked it up, crumbled it, and put it in my mouth, and I was like, I'm "I will swallow this receipt." Before I, I like came across the out. table;
1: it's got a hold on you, Corey. I came across the table. I'm like, "You better spit that out right now!" And if you have made those numbers wet to where we can't see them, I'm going to hurt you.
2: If you two turn into me a saliva-covered receipt, your bill, your bill is going up by five hundred dollars. <laughs> we would have ironed
1: it. I tried it off. It's
0: okay. I use the hairdryer. It's fine. Okay, but really, like, I'm gonna be hundred percent with you. I don't have them all. So just like help me help me help me prove to Corey that we won't go to jail because we don't have that receipt from Longhorn in January of twenty twenty. Like just let me know.
2: All right. So let's talk about receipts. This is a great question. And I don't tell tell you what you should do, and I'm gonna also tell you what everybody does. Uh, in reality, so the IRS is not to a place where they will truly 100% accept credit card statements or debit card charges. And here's why if you go into the gas station or you have a spot on your bank statement or credit card statement, or you at the gas station, you spent 75 bucks, the IRS truly has no way to know if you bought gas or if you bought $75 worth of Bud Light. Like they have no idea. And, <laughs> it could
1: happen i mean business trying expense? to scale your <laughs> business
2: stop buying craft beer and, <laughs> and expensive wine drink the cheap stuff it's fine so so credit card statements uh bank statements they haven't gotten to the place where you can truly accept them for everything now so that's where receipts come in. Ideally, you are supposed to keep receipts for three years. Um, there's no certain way you're supposed to keep them. You can throw them in a shoebox. You can throw them in a, a accordion file folder in your car. That's what we do. Um, you can, you can, you can, what and another thing I do, this makes it super easy is I just started an album on my phone called receipts. And I just take a, take a picture and I save it to that album in my phone. So it can be a picture. It could be a scan, throw them in your car and your dash. And once a month, take them out, scan them and say, they don't have to be organized. You don't have to be detailed. You don't really have to write on them. But if, if this is the thing, if you are audited and it's a, that is so rare right now, especially for business owners that are structured correctly. And I mean like LLCs and S corps. It's like, one in ten thousand that you're audited. So the odds of you ever getting audited in your life is is below one percent. It's really, really low. But if you are audited, they may have a, some questions about some specific items. They may just ask you for some credit card receipts or or credit card statements. Um, they they may just ask you for a sample of things, but. If they go deep enough and far enough, they're going to want to see some version of receipts. Let's say 50. They know they're fade. You don't keep them all. You don't get them sometimes. So let's say 50 to 80%. If you had those, you would never have anything to worry about. If you don't have those, it's probably going to be okay. They're probably going to, if everything else is legit and you don't look shady and your stuff's not like, Hey, I spent a hundred dollars at, I don't even know at bed, bath, and beyond, and you try to tell them it was, you know, for a printer paper or something, they may question you. Um, but if it's at Office Depot, or it's, you know, for something you're doing for work, or with a lot of stuff now, you can pull it. Amazon, of course, you can pull orders, you get receipts on email, so you could dig back. But worst case scenario, you're audited, they ask for it, you don't have it, they say, no way, I'm not giving it to you. Then... They just add that back and you pay those taxes on that $100 item. You couldn't prove what it was or prove it was a business expense. So now you owe them 15 bucks back. So it's not this horrific, I'm going to go to jail situation, but, but it is now something you are supposed to do. And at the end of the day, you could need it. Now, all that being said, I don't keep all my receipts either as business owners, Let's just be honest. We're too freaking busy. We just got too much going on. There's so many things we have to do and we're trying to figure out and deal with everything else. So we don't keep receipts. We're not great at it. We're not organized. I'm not either. It's what I do for a living, but I make an effort to try to take some pictures and try to keep many and especially on big stuff. If Anything big, 500, 1,000, 10,000, keep those and keep the big stuff, but all the small stuff eh? you just got to figure out some way for you to hang on to what you can. I'm gonna turn on over a new leaf. I'm gonna do it this year. I'm gonna I take pictures. here's oh here here <laughs> is some advice for you all. Do not do not unless you really want to get fired as a client or you want to get charged something astronomical. Do not bring your receipts to your accountant, CPA, or tax preparer. We do not want to <laughs> see receipts. We don't care about receipts. We don't care about the detail. We need year-end numbers and categories. I need you spent this much on office expenses last year. You spent this much on advertising. You spent this much on travel costs. We don't need those details. We don't want those details. Neither does the IRS. You have to get audited. It has to get into the weeds of going through and somebody diving into your stuff before that matters. So you don't need it for anything else except by just in case, worse scenario of getting audited and some questions come up.
1: Okay, cool. We have okay, just a couple it. more questions for you. You want to go to the next one? Yeah. So what are some surprising deductions that business owners may not realize? And I'm going to tell you right now, Tax Tip Tuesday is like my favorite thing in all of Instagram world because, I, and I, I've shared them. I have told all of my clients who are mostly business owners, especially female entrepreneurs that I do branding photography for, like go follow Chad Brown, <laughs> Tax Tip serial Tuesday CFO
0: on Instagram and yeah, serial every CFO. Tuesday.
1: It's awesome. And so the some of the things that I have really found helpful is the deductions that whenever I hear it, I, I'm like, I didn't even know. I'll even text Melissa. Did you know that was a deduction Chad just said? And so will you just go over some maybe like your top three surprising deductions um, for entrepreneurs?
2: Sure, absolutely. And I'll say this too, a little bit of a story from this morning. I had a conversation with Lauren on the way to work today. I love Tax Tuesday. I love Instagram. It's one of my favorite things. Today, the wind is out of my sails. I found somebody doing it on such a creative, cool level with taxes. Like I can't compete. Like I'm like, I bow down and I'm like, oh my God, somebody out there has got the most in you know, He's like talking about LLCs and making like tea and Kool-Aid important and through filters. And it's like really funny. And I'm wow. like, oh my God, this is way better than my Tax Tip Tuesday. <laughs> anyway, follow Serial CFO if you want Tax Tip Tuesdays. They're not as fun as... Somebody else out there doing it. I'm not going to share his information.
0: He will sometimes wear a Patagonia jacket. So that is comforting.
2: I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I try to make it easy to understand. But so, first off, the little things matter. Before we get into my top three surprising things, the little things matter. Keep up with the little things. They add up. They make a big difference. Um, Make sure you're taking advantage. Some of the most common things people miss is their cell phone. Cell phone is 100% business deduction for anybody that owns a business. Um, You got to have it to do business these days. Home internet is another one. Home internet's almost 100% deductible for everybody that's running a side hustle or a business. Um, You have things that are often missed that can really add up. Computers, cameras, printers, buying new cell phones, buying accessories, briefcases, those kind of things. Um, those Those are things that add up that people often miss. But my top three, the three I love and I love to share with people that are, I don't share Three that are normal, and I'm to share three that are aggressive loopholes. Awesome. Ooh, so aggressive. Oh, so <laughs> one nobody takes time to do and that can really equal thousands of dollars for people is mileage. Keep up with your mileage as a business owner. Anything you're driving, going to the store, going to see clients, going to run around to do stuff, um, anything you're doing for business mileage that's not to and from the office, um, That is a deductible item. The IRS is very generous with mileage. They give you 58.5 cents a mile right now as a deduction. There's this really cool app called MileIQ. It'll track all your business miles for the year, give you a report. Most everybody with any decent-sized business probably drives at least 10,000 miles a year for business. Um, that is like a $5,800 deduction on your tax return.
0: What if your business is paying for your vehicle? Can you also still do that?
2: You have choices. You can. Mm -hmm. So you have choices with vehicles. You can deduct the cost of the vehicle. You can depreciate the vehicle over time, or you can take mileage. You don't have to decide any of that on the front end. You can turn all that in and we can decide it on the tax return and figure out what's best for you. So mileage is one big one. Um, Another one, is making sure you're taking advantage of continuing education and things you're doing, like from a growth scalability standpoint, you all run masterminds, you run boot camps, you're running courses. People don't realize they can deduct those things. So my number two item is anything you're doing for any sort of education or growth, personal development, business, all that wraps into a tax deduction for your business. So let's say a thousand dollars, that $1,000 mastermind, you get to write off. For some of you out there paying 45% in taxes, you're going to get almost half that off. You're only paying $500 for this mastermind all of a sudden. It's half price because it's a tax deduction.
0: Well, won't he do it? Look at God. Look at there. Look at there.
2: The third thing that most people forget that is pretty big, this, is, um, this was a recent Tax Tip Tuesday, what you're paying to get your taxes done, what you're paying for somebody to do your bookkeeping, what you're paying for tax planning you are getting to deduct trying to figure out how to pay the IRS less taxes. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Like yep. you get to deduct what you pay to pay less taxes. And so make sure you're taking advantage of that. Those are three really good ones that a lot of people miss. And now here's three big ones. And I'm going to go over these real fast on a high level. There's a lot more granular details, but we don't have time for that today. Number one, the Augusta rule. The Augusta rule was built on the masters here. Congress, Congress, they, again, they didn't want to pay taxes. They created a loophole called the Augusta Rule. Your business can rent your house for up to 14 days a year. Your business can write it off as a deduction. You don't have to claim it as income on your personal return. That we're using to save our clients at least eight to $12,000 a year in taxes, putting $12,000 a year back in clients' pockets just on that one single one. That's huge. Number two is paying your kids paying your kids there's a loophole there there's a creative way to pay your kids from your business if your kids make less than $12,000 at all ages then they are not taxed. They don't even have to file a return, and your business gets to deduct it. If you have three kids, that's $36,000 you can write off on your business. That's adding $15,000 in your pocket. I
0: heard that that went up for 2023.
2: It is, so like it, it, or it's like it's 13, like 13900 Yeah, I tell people 12 just to make sure they stay right. under. So right. I try to get a little conservative right. and make sure people aren't going crazy with it um some people aren't like See, you. Can't tell some me people, you. you some 12, people some people aren't 000. like you too they they go the other direction so i have to buffer you know <laughs> i try i try to for you too i try to like tell you it's gonna be okay for other people like the irs will kill you but i have to <laughs> take the other approach do
0: you want the fire tactic <laughs> or just start the,
2: the third one that i love we love traveling. Lauren and I love taking trips, doing fun stuff. Um, doing a corporate retreat once a year with your business partner, or your spouse, or going off for a corporate planning retreat. Even if it's just you, being able to write off essentially a vacation for your taxes takes a little bit of creative planning and agenda to do it, but it's pretty easy to do. Those are the th- the three or the six that I would recommend everybody look into and be taking advantage of.
0: I love that so, so much. Okay, Um, quick answers on the last two: sole proprietor. Versus LLC versus s Oh
2: Boy, this is, I'm very <laughs> passionate about I know you this why. one.
0: Don't worry, because this is why Corey was like, I'm going to can not <laughs> And calling him at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, because we were like, we don't. And he said, can y'all just let me do my job?
2: If you make more then $15,000 a year in your side hustle or your business, you need to be an LLC S corp. There's about a thousand different reasons that Corey doesn't like to listen to. And she likes to question me on this <laughs> about every three months. You need to be all my businesses are LLC S corps. 95% of all small businesses out there, are LLC S corps. If you're making money, and you're making over $15,000 a year, you need to be an LLC S Corp. I got clients that make 20 grand that are winning from it. I got clients that truly make $20 million and they're winning from it. LLC S Corp is the structure for all businesses out there. Unless you own rental real estate, you don't need that. You don't need that component. It's already tax beneficial, but sole proprietor, it is a place to start. That's kind of back to that doing nothing Sole proprietor is doing nothing. That is a default. That's what automatically happens when you start a business. You're getting taxed the worst way possible. Now, if you're not profitable, it doesn't matter. But also, you don't really have a business, so you probably need to figure something else out anyway. But I'm not a sole proprietor fan. I don't think anybody should ever be a sole proprietor unless it's like year one or year two of their business and they're just trying to figure it out. And they simply just don't have the money where the S-Corp makes sense for them yet.
0: Okay, you said LLC, S-Corp. Are those... Is it two different things that are combined, or is it w- what that is?
2: It is. It is. Um, LLC, and this is super confusing. There's no such thing as an LLC tax return. LLC is a state designation. That is a state designation that gets you registered with the state, gets you liability protection, helps create a veil protection, so somebody's not suing you personally when something goes wrong in business. Um, but there's no such thing as an LLC tax return. If all you have is an LLC, that is accomplishing nothing on the tax side, and most people don't know that. They get an LLC and think they're great. Nope, you're still a sole proprietor. You've got to choose how you're going to file taxes as an LLC, and that's a C-Corp, an S-Corp, a partnership, all these different options. So you want to be an LLC on the state level and file taxes as an S-Corp on the federal level.
0: Well, that's well that makes tonight. sense to me. That but, makes well, sense.
1: See, look at you just look there. Out, I'm on. winning. I'm all,
2: these, win. all these years, all it took was a podcast to figure this out.
1: Who knew? Well, I, want
2: you, I want you to record this. Because when Melissa texts me in three months, like Corey's freaking out. Essentially, Corey doesn't text me. Melissa texts me. <laughs> because
0: I go, hold on, let me get in touch with it. Let me get she Chad me on the phone. What it's going to be, be fine. She does. She makes me call people about I money. was
2: told by this lady at Cracker Barrel <laughs> that I couldn't be an escort.
0: <laughs> but she had three stars on her apron, so I felt like it would really be that's, that's what you do. Uh, he's calling you out. Don't worry. Chad thinks that we're not gonna ask these same questions again in three months. And he is incorrect because <laughs> we will forget all of
1: this. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, last thing is one like quick piece of advice that you can give to ease the mind of small business owners when it comes to filing their taxes. Like if you to just wrap it up in like one, one sentence. All right. I know our sentence would be:
1: We'll just call Chad. But <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. Not-
2: My one, if I got to give one piece of advice and in one sentence to make everybody feel better, is to know you don't have to do anything but file a tax return once a year. You're not required to use QuickBooks. You're not required to keep up with certain things, certain ways. Your only compliance requirement, the only thing you really have to do is file your tax return once a year. Now you can pay too much in taxes and you can do a lot of stuff that's not benefiting you, but you don't have to be that stressed or always be worried about, am I going to jail? I I didn't turn something in. I don't, am I supposed to be doing something monthly for most everybody with, with the normal businesses, especially service-based businesses, you don't have to do anything. You just got to file a tax return once a year. And so taxes are as simple as one or two planning sessions a year and filing a freaking tax return. That's it. It's not crazy expensive. It's not crazy hard. It's super simple. So just don't let it scare you and freak you out.
0: Well, good luck with that, everyone.
2: <laughs>
0: <Good luck>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
2: Okay. Easier said than done, I guess. <laughs>
0: Okay. Can you tell our people how to find you and how to work with you and if you have space and where they can connect with you on the internet?
2: Sure. So we are now for the first time in a few years taking new clients um, with a new firm. We're super excited to work with anybody that's business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, You find us um, on Instagram. You can find me in Tax Step Tuesday at Serial CFO. Um, Our firm name is Brown and McCook. You'll find us at brownmccook.com. Um, we're on Instagram as brownmccook. Um, Google it. Google my name. You'll find us. There's tons of resources on our website Um, there's all sorts of deduction lists and uh, spreadsheets and guides and checklists and organizers if nothing else just go check it out it'll make you feel better it'll give you some guidance Uh, we'd love to work with you we work with clients in all 50 states um, with technology and zoom and all the cool stuff we have these days it's super easy to serve somebody at a high level no matter where they're at. And we work with all different types of sizes of businesses. And so if you're you're in that entrepreneur business owner space, we'd love to help and connect with you or just check us out and follow some resources and follow us on Instagram and get some tips on how to save money.
0: Right. Okay. But
2: we're also a podcast. So why don't you tell them about your podcast? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, we got podcast listeners. That's right. Um, I have a weekly podcast. It's called the Stronger Business Podcast. Um, you can find it. Uh, just look up Stronger Business on Spotify, iTunes, all the great platforms. It's strongerbusiness.com. We do some events. Uh, we do some cool stuff that try to just truly help business and business owners get stronger. We feel like kind of like you two are doing here. As a business owner, you feel on an island. You feel kind of by yourself sometimes, having a community, having ways to get stronger together. That's what we believe in as a brand. And so, yeah, check us out. Uh, We do a lot of cool interviews and just try to help essentially teach business owners and entrepreneurs how they don't have to make the same mistakes we all did growing up, figuring that out. And it gets really time-consuming, really stressful, and really expensive. So if we can help people avoid making mistakes by stories and telling people's journeys and tips – then we can help save people a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of stress.
1: I love that. Well, you have given us a lot of tips um, today, and I so appreciate it. Melissa and I are forever grateful for what you do for us and our own businesses, but also all the information that you share um, publicly to all the masses out there so that they can um, grow and learn in their tax knowledge and just know to hand it over to somebody like Chad. That you trust immensely to, to take care of all the things. So thank you, Chad. Um, One quick note from Melissa and I is that you've heard us talk about the Business Reboot retreat before. You've heard us talk about the Business Reboot Mastermind before. But we want to let you guys know that we have more things coming in 2023. Uh, our email community gets first access to all the goods. Um, so we want to let you know that the retreat is coming another round of Business Reboot Mastermind is coming. And if you are a creative who is ready to take your years of experience and share them with others in your industry as an educator or a mentor or a coach, you aren't going to want to miss any of our news coming out in the next few months. The way that you can stay in the know is to join our email community. Uh, you can visit us on Instagram at Business Reboot. You can go to the link in our bio to join that list. Um, this month, we also want to share an incredible free resource. We all love free. Um, we've created to help you you enhance your client experience called 10 Ways to Love on Your Clients. And it is available to download now. So thank you again for another um, wonderful chat with us on the podcast. And thanks again, Chad. We really appreciate it. See you guys so much. See you guys next Wednesday.